0: No,
1: I don't, actually. <laughs> Do you want to know? I would love to. Excellent. I was just thinking about eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I know, which is so, so strange. But, yeah, I'm looking at you and looking at your eyebrows and then looking at my eyebrows. And You're looking at your eyebrows right now? Or No, I'm not looking at mine. <laughs> I'm looking at you and your eyebrows and thinking about my eyebrows. Well, I was okay. just washing my hands in the bathroom, and I was looking at my eyebrows and just thinking about how... It's so funny, like, even as, like, could you imagine if women didn't do anything to their eyebrows? Like, it was never, like, a thing. Yeah. Like, how many people actually have a unibrow and we just don't know? (laughs) Yeah. I know. (laughs) Or how many people's eyebrows actually, like almost touch, touch
0: their, their eyelashes, their, like, eyelashes <laughs> or their eyebrows like meet their hairline yeah
1: <laughs> you yeah, like how like on the side you know because you know like in when I first started like tweezing my eyebrows I remember I'm like what the heck how's how, how is, that is that all the way, all the way over there and yeah. why is it I had so some long?
0: I probably am one of those people with a unibrow you think so yeah I do I really do <laughs> yeah you guys I just I just this is, um, this is what it's like to have a best friend who <laughs> is curious and wonders about a lot of things, random conversations like this. Cause you go back to episode four, she comes upstairs and was like, how long do you think between, you know, people thinking about having to pee and peeing? And that was the beginning of yeah. the episode. And, yeah. and this one starts out with, you know, uh, we should just start out with the wonderings of Chantal as we start our, yeah. our, uh, podcasts. <laughs> Right. (laughs) It is. I, I really do feel
1: like people need to wonder maybe a little bit more, I
0: you know, in, in my time of being your friend, I definitely wonder a lot more, Mm. but I think it's something that's, you know, I think people that wonder probably have a much like larger imagination or spent time with more imaginary friends as a child or Mm -hmm. did a lot more play than, um, yeah, than other people. And That's play it. being that, like, would you say the actual definition of play is excitation with safety? And safety, yeah. Yeah. So knowing that safety has to come with, with play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's something that, uh, we've definitely started to do a lot more in the gym mm-hmm. is spend a lot more time playing, helping adult women play yeah, because I think it's so, I think it's so valuable and I think it's so important
1: yeah i do too and you know we we've talked about this before like that the the love language of a child is play yeah and so you play with them and they are they feel loved and they feel seen Um, and you look at even as like adult women and how much of us have been like disconnected or how many of us have been disconnected from that little girl that we that we were when we were younger and through trauma or through events that have, you know, just made it where all of a sudden we no longer feel safe. And so it's so cool to see in the gym, adult women play. Yes. And, you know, with a Laugh as simple as like a basketball or a trampoline yeah. or a hula hoop. Oh my gosh, the hula hoops, the giggles that we get yeah. from the hula hoops. Or just even this morning doing the yeah. like high fives with the feet. With the feet, yeah. Well,
0: we want to say welcome to the Dear Life podcast. I am here with my best friend and co-host, Chantel Dayton. Mm-hmm. I me. am Lucian Crenshaw, but most of my friends call me Lou.
1: Mm-hmm. I do not because it's shorter or less confusing but just because it just sounds kind of cool too
0: yeah I always wondered where you know my mom would always say I have no idea where you know she's when I named you I never imagined that your nickname would be Lou um and but yet it's so
1: cool yeah I like I really like it yeah there you know I really do like except for when people spell L-O-U yeah, that's weird. Lou, yeah. where you're like, Lou? Or,
0: or at Ruckers once, you know, they call out your name on the microphone. And I said, Lou, because you guys, you cannot imagine how many different ways people will try to spell Lou. You're like, no, it's just L-U. But there was one time I was in college and we were, I don't even know where we were. I'm not even sure where we were traveling to, but we were at a Ruckers. And the person typed me in as Lou, and it was L E W. And so when my name came over the loudspeaker, order for Lou, Lou, order for (laughs) Lou.
1: I die when you tell that story. It was so funny. But yeah, people
0: can sometimes get really confused. Like you say Lou, and they like have to think about how they should spell it. You know, you're like it's just L U. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: or L O O. Yeah, <laughs> <never> have anybody?
0: <laughs> yeah, my mom used to, which was so embarrassing, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. But my mom, I would be, you know, playing sports like out on the sports field, trying to be serious, or in college, and go, Lulu Bell. <laughs> like, cute. mom, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> and then when I got to college they called me bells mm. but then another girl showed up and her last name was Belzer and so calling her bells made way more sense so yeah I went back true. to back to Lou that's cute too I yeah, never had a really shortening
1: cute. of although that's not true I had um I had all brothers and so three brothers but then I also had a, a step brother and they would always call me sis or sissy oh yeah and still to this day it's always you know my brother brad will call me on the phone and just be like hey sissy yeah and then my brother eddie hey sis like never like hardly ever do i ever remember them calling me Chantel, but like my youngest brother steven who's the biggest of us all there's a very very big man and um and he when he was little he had a hard time saying my name He's seven years younger than I am. And he. we were in the karate school uh, one day. And he was uh following me down the stairs. And he was saying Chantel. But he was saying Chan Chow. Chan Chow. <laughs> chan, chow, <laughs> chow chan Chow. Chan Chow. And this guy that was on the staircase was just... He kind of like turned back and was like looking around. And he was like, that kid's like speaking Japanese <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. Chinese or something. And I don't remember what it was. But it was actually like a word. Like Chan Chow was was a a word yeah of some sort or a sentence or oh my i'm not gosh, really sure that's so but funny. isn't that funny yeah that's but i've really always funny. been sis or sissy yeah yeah oh my gosh. but now no longer sis or sissy i'm chantel and most people don't i'll call you buddy yeah hey buddy, buddy.
0: hey buddy yeah hey buddy <laughs>
1: <laughs> well speaking of buddies speaking and of buddies. uh people who are like close to you we're gonna be talking about um, tough love or love. Yeah. And like the difference between really like what, what it is and what it looks like and what I feel like people. We can. Conf- we, I feel like we confuse love as something like love is just the the sitting next to the um the nurturing the encouraging the edifying the you know these these things that we can sit next to someone and we can just be with them and we compliment them and and but yet love is that and more Mm. and there's no there's no split down the center of love and tough love it's just love but Mm. we've we've imprinted like okay tough love is when I like I discipline you or I tell you something that is that is hard Mm. to hear or it might not be something that you like or necessarily agree with but it's it's that that place of really still loving someone and I feel like we have we've split them into two as if like one is better than the other Mm. or one is is easier to swallow than the other if
0: if i challenge you or i tell you something that you might not like to hear that i might not i don't love you Mm -hmm. you know or that's not that's not what that is Mm -hmm. right um and then being able to love people enough to tell them the truth yeah to love people enough to set boundaries Mm -hmm. and um i think that's so important because we've we think that it it always just makes us feel good and never challenges us. It's like you said that, well, whatever you said, um, love and truth asks something of you Mm -hmm. and it challenges you. And so it, inside of our walls here at camp 17, we will constantly tell people like, we're going to hold your hand while we kick your ass. Yeah. Like we're going to love you enough to challenge you. We're going to, remind you of who you are when when you forget when you we're going to encourage you when when you are not encouraging yourself but Mm -hmm. sometimes that doesn't sound like this really cute little conversation it's going to sound like me saying i see something inside of you that's better than that Mm -hmm. and being able to to love people enough to see past all of the other things past the messy and say like i see who you are and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull that out. Like I'm gonna call you up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but sometimes that doesn't sound
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I think it's it's so true. I think that we, we've put it in, um, in a category of, of one or the other, and one is good and one is bad, and um, but really, in order for in order for one to be good, the other one also has to be good. Mm. You know, I think that the other, in order for, you know, it's not all about, I mean, if you look at, I just thought about like sweet and savory, mm. where, you know, some of the best ditches are sweet and savory. Like there is something. And spicy And spicy, that's true. Mm. There's the heat. there's, there's this balance where it's not just all one or all the other. You can look at it in food like that. And also like in textures, you can look at it in colors. And, but I feel like it's so, uh, when it comes to just being with another human and, and being a coach and having that, that not the authority, but kind of the authority in someone's life when they're moving and and then asking them to continue to do something hard when they want to quit rather than just encouraging them and then when they quit say like okay that's that's okay if yeah. you want to quit it's it, it's saying like no actually this is this is unto your best and this is what i'm going to call out or you're making excuses right now let's let's continue to move forward you right. know like what 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 is it like to have a a relationship with someone where there is the balance that isn't just all, cause it's, it's all commingled, right? It's not, it's not, it's not just like the hard things and just like the sweet things. They go, they mesh together. And yeah. I think that, you know, some of like, even just you being my best friend, some of the, the most profound moments aren't necessarily in like just straight isolated encouragement it is it's in those moments where it's you're telling me things that I don't necessarily want to hear yeah. or that honestly like my soul is like waiting for somebody else to say but I don't really even know what it hears or what it sounds like or I don't know like when I hear it I'll know yeah and yet yeah, my soul will know but my soul knows because I am in agreement to what it is unto like if I'm not if I don't believe that there is that this discipline like we just talked about discipline um on our last podcast and and how like if the discipline is if I know that it is unto something that is good and I agree with that I'm going to be willing to hear all of the things that don't sound like sugar
0: yeah
1: even if it's not easy yeah and if it's not easy and if like even just trusting you that you have my best interest and knowing that i am investing myself in you but then also allowing that relationship to be built through you allowing you to see me you yeah. know when when because when other people see us that we trust it's it's as if i'm allowing you to see me and i'm trusting you to see the things in me that i either cannot see or that I am worried about seeing, or that I know that are there, but I don't know what they look like and they scare me to death. Yeah. Or Or that maybe that that love or those things that you see are actually the keys to the door that I've been waiting to go behind for my entire life but yet I haven't trusted somebody enough to see my ugly or to see when I decide to quit or yeah um, well it's
0: like we you know we we talk about this you know often more often than we used to like we're best friends But sometimes it feels like we're more like sisters Mm -hmm. you know because we do bicker and argue and we are able to say like hey you're better than that like Mm -hmm. stop it you know like even even yesterday we uh we were at the gym and we were doing leg press into some hamstring stuff and you know it was it i was totally loving it but i could fully tell that you are not you were starting to like not enjoy it because it was starting Mm -hmm. to get really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And I know you well enough to know that, that there's going to be a look on your face where you're like, please give me the permission to stop right Mm -hmm. now. Like give me the permission to stop. But knowing there's moments, I think there's such hard moments as a coach where there's, there's times where I want to make it stop for you. Mm -hmm. Like I want this to not be hard for you. And I want to make, I want to make the struggle stop because it's hard to watch. Mm -hmm. And because I know that it's really hard for you, but I think we're, we do an injustice to the people that we're leading when we let them off the hook before, before, before they're ready, because there is a time as well to say like, okay, it's time to stop. You're, you're done. But yesterday you know i hope you're okay with yeah, with me yeah, talking definitely. about this <laughs> and uh so getting off the leg press it was like into something else and she kind of just sat there and i was like okay come on you know and then you could feel her get like a little heated of like hey don't don't tell me don't tell me what to do you know but after after the day got done there was this conversation about like oh my gosh when things got really hard i f- got really combative mm-hmm. but if you can stay with me in my combativeness, I'll grow. Mm -hmm. You were saying that in the ability to like, Hey, come on. And, but for, for me to be like, okay, I'm not gonna just be like, Oh, fine. Don't do it because it's, it's hard for you now. It's like, no, I know this is hard, but I know that it's really good for you to keep going. Mm -hmm. Right. And then same thing happened later on in the workout for me. And you did the same thing for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I think that there's, that ability when when we do understand that um, that people struggling is actually good for them challenging people is really good for them and that is something so foundational that we do inside of these four walls is teach people that they can do hard things that they will totally live through it it will be hard but on the other side of it you will absolutely grow. Mm-hmm. But we don't like to feel uncomfortable. No. And so we move away from discomfort, we quit, um, or we function in so much self-hatred that we talk ourselves out of doing anything great. Mm. Or we just stick into the areas that we know that like, okay, this is safe right here. Mm-hmm. And this feels this feels good. But that's why it's so brilliant to for all of us to have coaches and mentors and leaders because then we ourselves can get pushed and challenged
1: mm-hmm. and
0: called up higher and to have people in our lives that are our friends that are our friends enough to say stop it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think I think there's something that's really uh that's really amazing about that is because even in you know the more I learn about myself and the more that I grow the the more that I am beginning to understand the um the suppression of even my emotion Mm. when I am when when something like that becomes difficult for me you know like the leg press became difficult and I I got to this place of like okay I I know that like right now I'm feeling out of control of even the movement because I'm not able to do the movement like fully because I am starting to get tired and then but yet still choosing to do it, but allowing whatever to come out to come out. Yeah. But also feeling safe enough to allow, you (laughs) know roll your eyes. (laughs) And yeah, to roll my eyes to get mad to like wow like you know, and and so in the process being aware of like, okay, I feel this is really hard right now. I'm Mm -hmm. not hurting myself which was really, really interesting. And so, because normally it would be like, oh, this is hard, but I'm hurting somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't feel hurt anywhere. Like not anywhere on my body did I feel hurt or like I'm going to hurt myself if I continue. I was just like, whoa, this is like, this this is is really heavy and this (laughs) is really hard. And so, but then I also did identify like something that was happening with my body and my body was cramping and I was getting upset. And then, you know, and then I changed where my feet were, and that made it a little bit better. But yet still, it was difficult, right? And so in in that whole that whole experience, I was able to evaluate, but also like hold myself accountable, you know, where and like see the no, other side no. at the end. Yeah. yeah, like no, 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 no. And then even you being there with me, and I knew, I because normally if like because you and I work out obviously often together, mm-hmm. and normally I'd give you a little look, like can I stop now you know like (laughs) is does do I look bad enough to where I can stop now and and I didn't I didn't even want to look at you I like didn't want to look because I didn't even I didn't want I knew that that wasn't an option I knew I just needed to just do it yeah but then in turn in just doing it I made noises in a public like place (laughs) that I didn't want necessarily to but my best was on the line you know, and so I was like, OK, I could just stop because I don't want to grunt with every rep of like the <laughs> 15, you know, and and yet and then there is this frustration where I felt comfortable enough to feel frustrated in the moment that it wasn't at you. You're obviously the person that the equipment, the leg press is going to still be a leg press, whether or not I call <laughs> yeah. it a stupid whatever, you know, or, you know, but you you are you are a person. You're someone obviously that I care about mm-hmm. and that I respect, and and so you're standing there and you're like, come on, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I just totally like, I didn't bite your head off, but I I was just no. like, I know, <laughs> you know, and my foot's cramping. My foot's cramping. You don't know my foot's cramping, but did you know? Now you know if you didn't know. <laughs> and so there was this Use place, your <laughs> yeah, this place of of like, okay, like, you know, learning and learning, but even in learning, allowing other people to be frustrated. You know, I feel yeah. like often as coaches, and I'm sure as parents, and then even as like best friends and aunties and, you know, and wives or husbands, or you know, we, we look at it and we say like, okay, like you have, you might have pointers, skills, guidelines, hints, whatever you want to call them to help people grow. But ultimately we all have those places where we need growth and we all have those places where we need, where it's not just as easy as finding the glute. Yeah. It's not just as easy as finding my left glute to have my foot stop cramping. Yeah. There's other stuff in the way because it was just like these things that we just like forget and we just need to remember. Oh yeah, that's right. I need to work on, I need to, I need to use my left glute. It's like, there's a reason why under that tension and under that stress, something isn't, I'm, I'm not able to stay connected. Yeah. And what is it, you know? And and so it's, it's, that's why fitness is so beautiful to then take something like that and safely move into intensity and then respond to it. But then to be able to see yourself and hear yourself yeah. respond to stress and to have somebody else next to you say, You know i feel like that's one of the most beautiful things also not only about fitness but also about personal training and training with because you you allow yourself to get really thin with another person and then you let them speak into whatever it is that you're doing yeah yeah and it's i think it's 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 incredible but yet we can also like i said we can also start to do it with ourselves as well what if that ultimately was
0: the goal of thin was that I, what if, what if all I needed for my body to f- be thin was to actually like get thin, mm-hmm. like get thin in where I'm being challenged, get thin and where I'm not being disciplined, get thin in my emotions, like be real, like cry, get mad mm-hmm. and truly feel things and be honest about things. Could that be the key to my thin body right instead is, of like, great trying to like be something that i'm not or be somebody that i'm i'm trying to be something that is not actually myself and the crazy added stress that that even creates in our bodies when mm-hmm. we're
1: trying to be not ourselves mm-hmm. that's and stressful you yeah know, that, that's hard and it's it's survival mode yeah and if you think think about survival mode if you think about like needing to survive or you feel like you need to survive Mm -hmm. you are you are going to hoard yeah you know and so (laughs) you you are you're going to hoard like lots of things that don't make sense you know and so (laughs) you're like okay this doesn't make sense this doesn't make sense this doesn't make sense and so and then you're not actually able to use all of those things that you hoarded because you feel like there is this desperation and this mm-hmm. like now you are in overload. So think about your body, think about yeah. being overweight. Yeah. Like if if you struggle with your weight and you are like, and your body is like hoarding, it's not using any of its its fuel, it's not mm-hmm. using the things that it's storing, it's not using that energy and it is like, your body is in that survival mode where you are needing to defend and you are having like you're worried about something and whether it be the connection like with yourself or like where you belong in your family in your relationship in the world um even with yourself there's there's some really big questions there that that can go very easily with um with just surviving in the world, yeah. or just your emotional connection. I was actually
0: reading a book, and the book was talking about how, um, not like rapid weight gain, but like some some weight gain that's pretty quickly onset is is a really good sign of just a survival mode. And mm. and survival mode, ultimately, um, it's there to keep us alive. Mm-hmm. Like you have those states of your nervous system so that you can actually stay alive and that you don't die. Yeah, but The problem is, is that more often than not, we're actually not being threatened, Mm -hmm. but we're responding as if we're being threatened instead of responding like we're being challenged. We're responding with threat, Mm -hmm. which I'm not sure that we've talked about it on on the podcast before. But just that idea of what happened, like your your body responds the same way to threat and challenge, like what's happening, your breathing increases, your pupils dilate, your blood pressure increases, your heart rate increases, you are breathing a little heavier because something's about to happen. Mm-hmm. But instead of being in the gym and, you know, coach says, hey, this is what we're going to do, instead of you being like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're going to have us do this. Don't you know that this is where I can stop? My body's responding the same way to a threat, and I could actually just say, no, I'm being challenged. Mm-hmm. And this was, uh, I think maybe I talked about this before on one of the podcasts, but um, it was a study done by these two um scientist women i read in this book that i was reading called joy that's anyways yeah. but really great can't remember who they are um sorry but but really looking at the body and saying your body it does the same thing in a state of threat or a state of challenge but it's what's happening in the brain That I can say like, oh, I'm actually being challenged. Mm -hmm. And then my body can say like, oh, I'm rising to the occasion. I'm about to be challenged. Mm. Like going to the gym and like, oh, I'm about to be challenged instead of I'm about to be threatened. Or I'm about to try to survive this workout. And like I'm actually just going to surrender into this workout and I'm going to go with it. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to be here and I'm going to give it what I've got today. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to punish myself. I'm just going to engage with this and... I'm going to be disciplined like we talked about on the last podcast
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then being able to like change our minds about what we're doing and in changing our minds, our bodies will begin to follow suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like okay. I, I remember a season, it was a few years ago, my, I always thought that I was like big, which is really funny because I'm like 5'3", but I mean like I got muscles on my body. Mm -hmm. I like I've got calves I've got quads I got a booty I got shoulders like I've got muscle but I always thought that I was like really big but there was this random season that I went through where I just started accepting my body Mm -hmm. like I literally was I remember I was house sitting for a family and I was like walking through the house and I was like touching different parts of my body and just apologizing and thanking my body for the things that it was doing and and just accepting my body and literally it like shrunk is where this idea of getting thin came from where i just started being honest about my emotions and honest about what was going on and honest about where i was at and and then all of a sudden like my my body just sort of fell into this size that it was probably always meant to be in Mm -hmm. but i was hating it and punishing it into being it was bigger Mm -hmm. than it actually needed to be yeah and i was disconnected from it and then i started connecting with it and it was like oh my gosh what is happening like people awesome. were like what kind of a diet are you on and i'm like i'm not yeah but i lost like 15 pounds and settled into this like weight that was just sort of like what mhm that is crazy yeah that's that's
1: so but good. i didn't do
0: anything i wasn't i was actually probably exercising less yeah and eating not strict at all
1: <laughs> yeah and you can look at even you know like Loving and being like okay, like nurturing and reconnecting and saying like okay, like for some people that would that's gonna that would be extremely difficult. Yeah, to like touch their body and to apologize to their body or forgive their body or just to acknowledge it, acknowledging because we are we there's there we've talked about this before. It's actually it's it's funny but it's not funny because. There's something like really, uh, it feels it feels offensive almost to, to have this thing that we walk around in, mm. this body that we walk around in and we go to a class or we, whether it be a dance class or whether it be a fitness class, group fitness of some sort or where we have an instructor that's teaching us something and all of a sudden we can't move our body like we assume that we can (laughs) and so we're we feel uncoordinated or we feel uh we feel disconnected um we don't feel anything and so we're just or we feel start to feel pain um and so it's it's when you then almost accept the fact that we're not as connected as what we assume yeah it's 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 slightly offensive because yeah. you're like, I walk around in this thing yeah. with this thing yeah. every day.
0: It's like watching you punch and then thinking I'm going to go over and I'm going to look like that when I punch. And then I see a video of how I'm punching and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I, I look ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I do not look as cool or as badass as I thought I was going to look. It's so funny. It's, it's funny and yet it's it's also the same thing i feel like even with our heart you know and our mind like some some people are very connected to their body in a sense that is that you can you, you're, you know, you can pick up a sport really fast or you can, um, you know, you're very coordinated and it's very easy for you. Uh, but then other things emotionally are, you know, being in tune with your heart and being honest with the way that you feel or your fears, um, or even your mind and the way that you are, um, you know, how, how, if you're able to re- remember things or even you know like for me spelling has always been a crazy struggle and so there's been mm. like this this disconnect from my mind where I'm like wow like if I I feel like there is such a correlation between like if I spell a word wrong then it must mean that I am uneducated or mm. I am dumb or and so it's always been that way since I was little and so oh. now I come to the place where I'm like wow I know that I'm educated I might not be educated like some people are but I definitely know what i'm talking about and just yeah. because i don't know how to spell something it it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do it doesn't take away from that um and so you know there is something very offensive about uh about connecting with with your body with your mind and with your heart but then also i had uh, i had a facebook memory come up um not too long ago and it was a of me on a paddleboard and I was fly fishing mm. and um I can look back at my my posts on Instagram or Facebook and look at where I was like growing or struggling like in my life because I am either like really I was like Ooh, that that was a turning point and this was a massive like a massive turning point and um and so like it was a massive turning point just in in my life where I felt like I I then looked at my story because I was so disconnected from my story that I knew that if I, because there was shame in my story, because there was failure in my story and there was disappointment and a lot of it had to do with me. And so I looked back and I, I wrote in there on this post that like, truth is going to ask, it asks something of me. Mm. And so, because I, I always felt like there was this perspective that I had on my life, my perspective, and I, there was a perspective that my, my spouse had on his life on our life together and so for those of you that have listened to the first couple episodes um, know that I was married and divorced and so there's a part of my story that is like really like happens obviously like happened very quickly and a lot of things like like just came to an abrupt end and but through it it obviously dissolved but then after it dissolved then there was something that like came about where there's always blame when something happens, uh, abruptly. I feel like, especially in relationship there is, it didn't work because of this person or it didn't work because of this act or, um, and so very rarely do we actually have the strength or the ability on our own to look at our own story and say like, wow, this was actually the part that I played and it was really massive. Um, but actually looking at the truth of the situation, not saying like my truth and his truth, but actually saying like, what is the truth? What actually really did happen and what is the effect? What effect did that have on him? What did that affect? What, what effect did that have on me? And knowing that even like loving myself was going to be being honest with my story and the years that it has taken to actually be fully honest about, what has actually happened is a way of loving myself, Mm. not saying like the past is in the past and, you know, this happened and now you've got a new life and so move on with it or, but really there are things, there are still questions in my mind or there were questions in my mind as to like what actually really did happen and what happened here and what happened there and where was my heart when, when this choice was made or, and so it's, it's not, it's not easy to do, but ultimately it was a part where I was able to love myself in a way where I was actually able to do the hard thing because it mattered. Not because like you were sitting in front of me or someone else was sitting in front of me or a therapist was sitting in front of me and, and said, you know, tell me all of the things about all of the things. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you are going to be able to do this is if, if like you come, you know, to this, this point where you understand, you know, where you were here or why this happened or, you know, like it didn't, it didn't have anything to do with that.
0: It took, it took the willingness to be honest. Yeah. Like when we really start looking at our lives and we start really getting honest, I think then we can really love ourselves. We can really let other people love us and we can really love other people, Mm -hmm. but we can't do that when there isn't, when there isn't honesty of like, this is where I'm at. Like yesterday with the leg press, like this, it's not about you. It's about the fact that this is really hard and I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I feel weak And I feel like I don't want to play anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I know that me pressing in and me moving in is actually going to help me grow. Even if it means you get a little bit frustrated with me in a moment. Mm -hmm. But there's on the other side of that seeing like, okay, I really want to back out, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stay in this and I'm going to do it because I know when I do, I'm actually going to grow. Instead of, you know, well, loving myself would be like making sure everything goes swell Mm -hmm. and everything goes right and nothing is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that whole, this whole idea of like self love, which ends up being mostly not challenging ourselves, like doing everything that just makes us feel a little bit more comfortable. There's nothing wrong with going and getting a facial and getting your nails done or getting a massage or something Mm -hmm. like that. But when we're always just coming back to like, Oh, I just self love. Like, well, yeah, that doesn't, mean that everything is going to be easy yeah, and that you're not challenged and that you're not honest and that Mm -hmm. it's staying in your cozy little comfort zone of just making sure that nothing ever ruffles your feathers Mm -hmm. and that's just not going to work yeah
1: no and I I think that there's a I don't think I know that there is a beauty in in really fully being honest with yourself and allowing
0: other people to be honest with you as well
1: yeah yeah if you are not honest with yourself though it doesn't matter you know like if if I'm not honest with myself it doesn't matter how honest you are with me like because then I'm gonna rely on you to to be like no doubt there needs to be that relationship like we need each other we need each other to grow right like we need to be safe people for other people and there is a in, – in our friendship, there has been a, a point where like I know without a doubt if you were not a person, you were, you were not the woman that you are where we can sit – I know that I can sit in front of you and I could tell you my deepest and my darkest and I know that you're still going to be there. That is so important because if we don't – because the fear is is that I will tell you what's really going on and you will say it's too much. But ultimately, there are things in all of us that are deep and dark. And we're afraid of it all. We're we're afraid of that. We're afraid of all of it being put on a table. And really like being seen as human like we were just talking about before we were talking about this earlier today, you and I were about, you know, making a mistake. And, and, my mistakes, if I feel like I can't share my mistakes, if I can't share my mistakes or if I'm not courageous enough to, to share my mistakes with other people, then other people aren't going to feel the freedom to, to make mistakes yeah. and set, or even have like the humanity or even feel like it's okay to be human because, and no doubt there are mistakes that are much bigger than other mistakes in your life, and and ones that affect you, and that you will you will have you will hold that effect for the rest of your life. Or there's the ones that we affect other people as well.
0: Well, and being being people that we want other people to be for us, yeah. And when we choose to be that, then things you know really start to to shift in our lives. But if it's just us wanting other people to be things for us and we're not willing to, to be that ourselves, then we have, we have some, some deep,
1: deep troubles here. Yeah, no doubt. So that even just the ability to love yourself, but then also, but looking at love and what does, what, what is love, like we just said, you know, it's not just, it's not just the sugar, but it really is being able to to really say the hard things to ourself too like wow like this is actually self-destructive mm. this is uh, this is not I, I'm not this is not to to my best and so sometimes it is that discipline and not the punishment and You know, and even being humble enough in the moments when we are with somebody else and we do say something where we feel out of control, where we don't have we don't have the discipline. And then I say something to you out of, quote, love or tough love when really it was like, wow, that was actually really unkind Mm. and I was losing my temper. And, yeah, that wasn't tough love. That was actually unkind. Yeah. And because ultimately when it's love, it's going to be received, whether it's received Right, right away, moment is a completely different story. <laughs> that is
0: a completely different story. This is very, very, very yeah. true. Yeah, but I think I think um, leading people is really challenging in that way, in being and just in being a coach of you know wanting people to know that you care, but but being willing at the same time to push them to places that they don't want to go because you know that ultimately they're going to grow, but they're probably going to get pissed at you first, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is is totally real. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like your job as a parent is not to be your child's friend. Your job is to be their parent. Mm -hmm. Your job is to create boundaries because you love them. Mm -hmm. Boundaries don't mean, and discipline doesn't mean that you don't love them. It actually means that you care. Mm -hmm. You know, the amount of people that I've met in my life who are like, my parents let me do whatever I wanted to do, and I wish they would have just cared enough to tell me no. Yeah. Or to care that I was sneaking out or to care that I was out partying, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's, there's a very big difference in like, I love you. So I'm going to let you walk all over me. I love you. And so I'm gonna let you get away with everything. But like, I love you enough to actually create boundaries. And I love you enough to, to push you and to challenge you and to say like, there's more in there. And I totally see it. Yeah. And Being able to see it, but also being patient with people where they are knowing like, okay, I can't push you that far. Like I could keep pushing and pushing and pushing. I mean, there's, there's certain people that, you know, obviously that we've been working with for a long time. And if you would have tried to push this way, you know, three years ago, it wouldn't have worked. Mm -hmm. Um, And so knowing, knowing how to do that and getting, getting a feel for people. But I think as coaches, the more that we connect with ourselves, the more that we understand ourselves, the better we are. Going to be with other people, yes. Because the more connected we are to ourselves, the more connected we are to people. Because we're connected. Like Mm -hmm. when you walk into the room, I feel what you walk in with. Mm -hmm. I see that, and I'm I'm engaged with that, and I'm I'm affected by it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think I think I don't know. I think being a coach is one of the the best jobs in the whole world because Mm -hmm. we have so much contact with people, and we get to we get to push, and sometimes the push is like you're not going to talk to me for a while, and that's mm-hmm. okay, you know. Yeah.
1: And sometimes we make mistakes. Yeah. You know, like believe it or not, everyone sometimes I don't make sometimes mistakes. Lou and I I've make never mistakes. pushed anybody too far. <laughs> <laughs> I know we we can we can say that of even in being with somebody and you know whether it be that we are a parent or whether we are a sister or whether we're a best friend or whether we're a spouse and and you know you enter into that engagement or that that like connection with that human because there is there's something about them that you trust enough to leave them or to, to leave yourself open to to, to that guidance to that love to that correction to that you know so we, we we look at that and that's that's positive but then there's also the times where I remember a time that uh, that I was coaching um, a group of, of kids and they were getting ready to test for their black belt and so we're a little harder on them than normal and they're all standing across the floor and there was this one girl man and I had been training her for years and she, was just tough. She was tough for me and in so many ways. And, but yet I really liked her. I loved her, but yet there were, I just wanted to like, just slap her sometimes. (laughs) And, you know, just, just to see if she was really sleeping, like I thought she was, (laughs) you know, I'm like, surely this girl is sleeping, standing up, like clearly. And, um, and I, I remember this moment so clearly and I think I've shared this with you before. Um, she was wondering why she wasn't ready to test and, and so, you know, I told her some things and then, you know, four or five months later, she still hasn't changed anything. Nothing looks different and she's still doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, coming to the same classes, the same time, doing the same kind of not adding any classes, not taking any classes away, not um not practicing on her own. And I remember it. She was standing with this other gal and they both were kind of in the same boat, but this one just drove me friggin' bonkers. And I I said to her, I was like, You are lazy. And in that moment, she just kind of, like, looked at me. And in all reality, in my head, that is exactly what I thought. Because I'm like, you are not changing anything. You're expecting me to do something for you. Or you're expecting something to happen to you. Like, I was frustrated because she was so disappointed and so wah, 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 wah during the classes. And I was like, she's she's just, she's just lazy. She doesn't like to work hard. She gives up when things do get hard. And, um, and so after the class was over, I actually felt really bad because it was very, it was very intense. And I actually called her mom and I didn't call her mom to apologize. I just call, I called her mom basically to like tell on myself. <laughs> and because it was that, it was that intense. And I said, so, um, you know, this is what happened. And, uh, I had, uh, I told, I told your daughter that, um, that she was lazy and then her mom was like, yeah, I heard. And, uh, and she's like, don't you ever call my daughter lazy again? And I was like, well, this is why I called her lazy, you know? So then I, I defended and she goes, yeah, that doesn't matter. My daughter's not lazy. And I was like, well, actually she is, she's like the definition of lazy because she is not doing anything. She's not, she's not engaged. She's just, you know, and so there's kind of this, this conversation kind of went off and, and I, and I kind of said, but I sat there and as she was talking to me, I was like, wow, like I made a mistake. I made a mistake. I should not have said that. Yeah. Because something was missing and I didn't know what it was. And I didn't have the patience to figure out what it was. Mm. And so I immediately labeled her as that she was that she was lazy and I was like sticking to my guns because it's what I said and it's like the tough love you know just a little tough love and but it ended up coming down to where we had a conversation afterwards a very heart-to-heart and I apologized for saying what I said and and she accepted my apology and she still continued to train after that and And it was just it was really interesting to to really know when you cross the line to where it's no longer tough love. It's because I'm impatient and because I'm upset with you where because it was not received at all. Yeah, it was it was hurtful and it hurt her. But sometimes there's a difference between the pain and intensity, which we've talked about before, where there's something that is like that is hurtful, where it's almost like this shock of like me trying to say something that will shock you into action, shock you into doing what I want you to do when really it's just like, wow, I'm just, and we do it with unkind words too. And we're in, in fight mode with people. You know, when we start to argue, we'll say things, we'll bring up the past and we'll say things that, that we know will hurt the person. Hopefully it'll shock them into whatever we hope for, you know, through the conversation. But ultimately I, I was just I really did recognize like wow I was really 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 wrong and and loving her would have been like okay this is having a conversation with her this is what I expect this is what this is what needs to happen in order to get here and if you're not willing to do it then that's okay. Yeah. But it's it's a part of I think the journey even I'm sure as like parents will also kind of get to that point where they they will say and do things out of impatience or just because like it's not being done the way that I think that it needs to be done and yeah. maybe maybe her journey my student's journey was being at that rank a little bit longer than what I thought that she needed to be yeah. you know and but sometimes as coaches you see the potential
0: you do you see the potential and I feel like it would be an injustice not to call that attention f- or that potential forth and to say like, Hey, come on. Like, I know that it's in there because for some people you're like, I mean, everybody has potential, but then for some people, like if somebody is born and they're not like super duper crazy fast, it's going to be really hard to get them to be like really, really fast. Mm -hmm. Right. Just like, it's going to take a really long time for somebody that's like super fast and explosive to go and be like a marathon runner. Mm -hmm. Like it's just you know the potentials are extremely different yeah um but knowing you know knowing that and seeing that and then being able to call it out doesn't always feel sugary and and you know amazing and you don't really want to say it but you know sometimes like i i love you enough that i'm going to say this mm-hmm. even if it might you know leave you upset with me or because let's be let's be real i can I hate it when I know that someone is upset with me I I I hate it when I know that I've pushed somebody and they're like really upset because Mm -hmm. you don't want to be you don't want to be the bad guy no you know but then you have to stop and look like I know I'm not I'm not a bad guy like I just I challenged somebody and I might have made them a little bit uncomfortable and eventually you'll come back around or you know you might never come back to the conversation but you see
1: this shift in them where they're like start to believe you Mm mm-hmm And sometimes it's like giving them the time to, to like, to figure it out. And I don't mean to figure it out, but like after the, the, the love bomb is dropped and then, and it's, it's on them, but sometimes even as coaches and as parents and even like in, in the place where you are loving someone and you say something that is hard to hear for them and give them time. So in that in, in whatever it is, if there is like, if there's, you know, anger, if there's disappointment, if there is sadness, if there is a, you know, like, if there's combativeness, if there is like, give them time and allow them to do that. Like, I think that that's really important where it's like, okay, like, I'm loving you. So you should just respond and heed to what I'm saying, where it's like, we know that that's not how that works. No. You know, we know that it might be like you and I with the leg press, you know, yesterday and me feeling and even coming back to you and saying like, and identifying like I'm really combative when I start to, when, when things start to get hard, like I get really combative or when somebody asks me to do something again and I don't want to do it. And, and I, I get to this place of like, wow, like I am, I'm, I'm struggling, but yet it needs to be okay for me to to struggle in this. It needs to be okay for me to, in order for me to grow. And if it's not okay for that other person, then you probably need another coach (laughs) or you need to have a conversation. That's why it's beautiful that you and I are so different because people mostly get trapped because they really like you
0: or they really like me or they really like both of us or they don't really like me very much. Mostly everybody really likes you. Mm, That's not true.
1: These people don't say it as much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um. But yeah, so it's a so there g- is a good there. In conclusion, tough love and love are kind
0: of the they're same. They're the same thing. thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's love. It's love. It is love. And so I believe that if we combine them, if we put them together, and it will make it. It it will be. It'll, it could be amazing it could yeah. be amazing if people actually said like okay this is this is what this is like loving on someone is not always going to be all yeah. this sugar and people and, being able to hear that like oh as much as you're challenging me you still love me mm-hmm. yeah because it, a lot of what we want the answers to in our life the things that we wonder about like why don't I have this why is this why am I always failing here why is this not happening it's not because of like some roll of the dice and you got the short end of the stick it's because there's places in your life where you really do need discipline and you need to hear things that you don't want to hear yeah and And you you need need to to do do those Yeah. yeah you need to do those things yeah yeah it's good because it's, it's not it's not a matter of, of like the luck of the draw. Like, yeah, sometimes people are really lucky and sometimes people have things that are great that we admire and that we say like, wow, that's something that I would love to have. Yet there's also the things that we do have in front of us that we don't actually get to see the fruit from, from because we either don't have discipline or yeah. because we are not, we don't have people that we trust enough to really love us in a way that needs to be in order to grow. Yeah in order to be where we want to be.
0: And on that note, we'll leave tough-loving love, tough Tuff, tough Chantel love. To, to, to wrap us up with that. Thank you for joining us uh, for our Dear Life podcast. This is episode what? This was episode number six. Six. Yeah. So and crazy. So if you would like to uh, join us, For uh, a Camp 17, May 4th, uh, we have a 24-7, our one-week intensive happening June 20th through the 26th. Mm -hmm. You can find us at camp-17.com online. You can find us at camp.17 on Instagram. You can find Chantel.Dayton on Instagram. You can find me, Lucianne Crenshaw, on Instagram. You can also find Camp 17 on Facebook
1: and YouTube.
0: And YouTube. You mm-hmm. can email us at info at camp-17.com. So those are all places that you can find us. Uh, we would love for you to listen, subscribe, share with your people, leave us a rating, leave us a comment. We would love that. So until next time, see you later. We'll see you later.